And we're live. Hey, I'm back. You're back. Welcome back. Yeah, Welcome back. Thanks. Where up were you last the... week again? I was flying. Oh, the third oh right. I was flying up. You were literally in the air, I think, when we yeah. were doing the show. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, it feels like I've been haven't done one of these in a while because the week before that was Game Awards. So that didn't really count. Yeah, I was saying last week that I barely remembered the Game Awards because even though I was telling you I'm starting to feel better, I was still kind of in a fever dream, like I was still oh, pretty okay. sick. But uh, yeah, the Game Awards were fun. That was a that was a good time overall. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching them for sure. Yeah, and it, it was long. It was yeah. like like four hours. That was a long time. It was a long time. Yeah. But um, John's not here. All of a sudden, he went to Florida for some random. Some convention or something. Yeah. Neither of us had heard of. Yeah, he told us, but I don't remember the name of it. So my apologies to Floridians, I guess, for not shouting out where you can meet John if you're around that area. I'm assuming it already had or maybe it goes into the weekend. He's been doing stuff already. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I I saw on his Twitter like he's had panels and stuff, but I I think he'll be back next week. So. As far as I know, he should be. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll see. But, um, we'll see. Yeah, it's good. Calgary is uh, <laughs> unreasonably warm for this time of year. Yeah, Calgary's been weird. Uh, it's actually kind of scary. It's like, yeah. oh, global warming is a definitely a thing. Yeah, no, that's that. Every time I'm talking <laughs> to a family member and they're like, oh, it's so nice out. It's like, oh, or they say to me like, oh, it must be nice that it's you're not dealing with super cold this time. I'm like. Yeah, but it also means we're like closer we're to dying. the water wars and we're about we're going to die sooner. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's not great. Yeah, it also means we're dying. Smile. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, for sure. Yeah, no, unreasonably warm. But yeah, no, I'm chilling. Also super dry. I should also say I'm, I, yeah. I'm, I'm on my remote setup. That's probably why my audio for the audio listeners. I, I probably don't sound as good of quality as back home. But yeah, my nose sure. is totally stuffed. It's so dry here. What about you? It's what have you been so dry. The last couple of weeks. Uh, well, I start. I started feeling better. Uh, I kind of threw out. Do you remember earlier this year? I pulled a muscle in my chest and I was like in pain for probably two to three weeks or whatever. Well, we don't talk like often, but every week I had a little bit of issues for a bit. I pulled okay. that muscle again uh, from coughing, from being sick, like really bad. So I've been in that kind of pain, but like it's been fine otherwise. Along the same lines, uh, and this is how I know I'm getting old. The day that I was coming up, so last Thursday, yeah. it was like, I don't know, like two in the morning or something. I was in bed. I rolled over, destroyed my back. Oh, that's like, pretty bad. Sure. <laughs> like, I don't even like and, you know, less than 12 hours before that, I was doing leg day at the gym, lifting hundreds of pounds on my back. Totally fine. I roll over yeah. in bed. Back is ruined. Like, like yeah. I had not felt that before. Oh, that's such a bummer. I don't think I've ever had that from like rolling in bed, but I've definitely had that from like getting up from like a low couch or a low chair where I had to like strain a little bit more to like prop myself or something. Like I've definitely had that before. It sucks yeah. so it bad. It was so yeah, it was crazy. Like, cause you know, it's like, I do, I do plenty of stretching. I've done that exact motion tons. I don't know what it was. Luckily Weird. my dad, where I'm, you know, where I'm, where I'm crashing while I'm up here. He has a hot tub and I just oh, went nice. into that every single day and that really helped out. So I'm all good now. Nice. Nice. Well, that's yeah. good. 
but yeah, that was that was a I was definitely like, wow, yeah, I am in my thirties. That's for sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, have you done anything while in Calgary that uh, is worth talking about, or has it been just kind of family time, or a lot of family, a lot of friends time? Hoping to have some more friends time. Um, one of my friends took me to a, a brewery that I think was is pretty cool. Have you been to Cold Garden? No, I haven't actually even heard of that one. It's super like decorated. They have like a disco ball gnome on the ceiling. But what's really cool oh. is they're allowed to have uh, dogs indoors. Oh, okay. So it's super yep. dog friendly. In fact, it it smells that like that? a pet store. That was that pic that uh, little video I saw. I think on your Instagram or something. Yeah, I, there were so yeah. many dogs, and what we didn't realize is the day we went, they were having an event where Santa was going to be there. Yeah, and you could take a you could, your dog could take a picture with Santa. So there was a lot of dogs yeah. there getting their photo taken with Santa, which was just awesome. Okay, okay. I didn't. Re- I thought maybe you went to like some weird like. Yeah, this is bring your dog to like the park day at some like thing or whatever, or like a meeting of dog owners. I didn't realize that was a brewery. Yeah, it's just a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess people, awesome. you know, get their Christmas card, I guess, for the year with the dog and Santa. Um, cool. So that's yeah, very that cool. Was pretty great. Yeah. If you're in Calgary, uh, cold garden, that was pretty good. Yeah. I've never even heard of it. I'm actually looking it up right now. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, this is pretty far for me. I don't usually go in this. Well, it's actually not that bad. Okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe I'll make a, I'll try to make a trip there at some point in the holidays. There you go. Um, no. Anyway, let's let's talk about some video games because I've, I've been playing a ton. Because okay. this is the top down perspective where we talk about video games. Um, yeah. And dogs. This is uh, December 21st, almost almost uh, Christmas. You got any like cool Christmas plans coming up? What are you doing for the big day? You going to Edmonton? Oh, no, I'm working. I'm going to Edmonton the next weekend for New Year's. Okay, right on, right on. Yeah, the New Year's weekend. Um, I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And Paul, what have you been playing? Uh... So I needed. I knew I needed to do a little bit of homework before we do game of the year talks. Uh, shout out sure. to game of the year surveys live. Just some housekeeping oh. right off the yep, right off the you. top here, just to and remind people. Go huh? ahead. I think you're about to say what I'm about to say. No, I I had I was that was it. Oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, when you do it, make sure you read the questions. Like, oh, okay, read them yeah, all the way through. <laughs> Just like anecdotally, there's there was a weird influx of people not understanding that the 2024 game of the year means what you anticipate will be one of the biggest games or games of the year. Yeah. Not yeah, just like, whatever game you think you might play that year. A lot of next year. <laughs> yeah, I don't I need to go back yeah. and see the wording because, yeah, the, the, the idea is it's a game coming out next year and you're just making like an educated guess. But you were yeah, saying people yeah. were being like Splatoon 3 and it's like, what? Yeah, well, and some other people were saying stuff from like 2017 or whatever. And then I was just like, is this getting like a re-release? Like what? I started Googling a bunch of stuff. I'm like, why are so many people doing other maybe, games? Maybe we worded it incorrectly. Well, I'll have yeah. to go back and check. But uh, anyway, yeah. hopefully hopefully people <laughs> kind of get the spirit of it going forward. Now that we've kind of said this. 
Sure. Uh, I've started already tallying stuff just so we're not like blindsided the day of or something uh, just yeah. to get most of it done. Yeah. It's uh, It's been interesting this year. There are a lot of really big games that came out. I don't know if you know. So there are a lot of oh, really? weird, okay. contentious uh, uh, categories right now. So people should get yeah, their I votes in because it's close. <laughs> I haven't looked at any of the results, so I'm, I'm definitely excited to learn about it as we go. Yeah. It's been fun, though, uh, just as a reminder. And for those Anyways, curious, game- so far kind of targeting tentative date, uh, the 11th. It's not set in stone yet, um, right. but we know it won't be the 4th. <laughs> so, And after the 11th, I'm in Europe. So it's like <laughs> oh, the 11th I, is there. <laughs> right, and John's at Magfest, I think, also after the 11th. Like, it might have to actually just be the 11th. Or we'll figure maybe. something else yeah, out well, if it can't yeah. be. So maybe the 11th, maybe maybe not a Thursday. Well, who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But right now, targeting the 11th. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you guys still got time to play games like Dave the Diver, which I hadn't played, even though it had been recommended to me by a lot of people for a couple months now. Yep. Uh, I finally picked that up and started playing it. And that game is probably going to bump something off my top 10. Like, I, probably. I think I started this probably a little after whatever the last episode I was on because like I've been playing a ton of it weeks. for a while now. In uh-huh. fact, it was whenever I got the steam deck OLED. Cause I was like, I want a nice fancy new game. I want a colorful game for my OLED. So it feels extra special. This is a great game for the OLED. Cause it's so colorful tons of like sure. the whole game just looks like it's glowing. Oh, I'm, I picked a good one. I, I love this game. Yeah. It's uh so it's been almost a month for you, probably, that you've been kind of picking away at it, I would assume-ish, three weeks. Three weeks-ish or so, something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, I just started two nights ago, so I'm only okay. about five or six hours in. Uh, I'm on chapter two, if that makes any sense for people listening that have played it, kind of where I'm I am chapter three. progress-wise. Okay. Um, that game is just extremely, extremely chill. Uh, just, uh, like... I'm going to go get a bunch of fish and, oh, I should also work on this other thing. There's so many carrots on a stick for you to do that there's just, like, infinite stuff that I could be working on. I was going to say, chill, time. yeah, but it's there are so many mechanics in this game. Like, It like is the almost, most mechanics I've ever seen, I think, in one game. It's crazy. It, like, it makes me kind of think of, of kind of farming simulator kind of games uh-huh. where it's like, here's a whole bunch of things. Do you want to farm? Do you want to go into the mines? Do you want to go romance someone? Like it kind of makes there literally is a farm in this game. Yeah. You, you get a farm. Yeah. I just unlocked horse racing. Like hmm. there's still mechanics you haven't seen yet in of chapter course, three. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, um, I've heard there's but, mechanics like all the way to the end, basically introduced, which is insane to me. It is kind of crazy. And I know it, it's like, you know, it's an indie game. Then there was a whole like, yeah, but Nexon funded it and stuff. But I'm like, either way, like, this is like such a polished game. There's so much yeah. in it. Holy smokes. There's so much. Yeah. Um, and I think what makes that work is that at its very core, the like going in, catching fish and kind of gradually increasing. Like, it's basically like a Terraria or something. Only instead of mining copper, I'm like mining fish and getting like bigger, better fish and but does Terraria have a food. Um, an adjacent thing that's similar to the the sushi? No, so it's okay. that like packed onto it. 
So that's why I think this is closer to Moonlighter. Because Moonlighter, you, oh, have sure. dun- yeah, yeah. you have the dungeon crawling, and then you have the shop mechanic. The shopkeeping part. Which is the sushi equivalent. And yeah. I love Moonlighter, so when I kind of clued into yeah. that, I was like, oh, hell yes. This is checking a few boxes for me. Absolutely, let's go. I was ge- I was getting a little annoyed at first um, until I started hiring people. Once I started being able to hire people and kind of have, like, a crew... Man, dinner services were a nightmare before, but like now it's chill. Now it's pretty like I got my one girl is able to do everything. She can do the drinks. She can serve people and she's like really friendly. So she's kind of my lead girl. I have another guy that's just kind of there to help out that I think I'm going to can when I get somebody with better stats. So I didn't bother. I just got someone through like a side quest. Well, it's not really a side quest because you kind of have to do it, but like a sub story okay. arc where she's like, please hire me. And it's like, oh, you're really good at cooking. Hell yeah. But I need to get my whatever their Instagram knockoff is. I need to get it like three Cook more stuff. likes so I can get Cooksta so I can get the gold yeah. so I can hire two chefs. And I have her Sure. Win. Yeah, I have two chefs currently. Uh, I just hired another one with incredible stats that I found on an Internet ad or whatever. Okay. And upgraded him a little bit. So, yeah, like the night service now is super fun. And then, of course, as soon as I started really liking that, they're like, hey, you should go night diving. And night diving is a fucking nightmare and I hate it. But I know I'm going to have to do a bunch of it. So, yeah, I think I've only done it like once and it was like the intro one. So I wasn't in there for very long and it was kind of tutorial-y. So, yeah, I have everything fact, fucking I, hates you at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, I, um, it, it is a really great game. And like when I talk about like the polish and stuff involved, it's things like the cutscenes. Like you didn't yes. have to do a cutscene about him, like preparing sushi on the on a mountain peak with his fire hand. It's like but you went like th- th- there's so many little things where they went above and beyond that's i think that's what i really feel about it is it just feels like a game that went above and beyond when i was not expecting it for like for a number of things hearing it it's an indie game you know not a ton of people were talking about it it was getting you know more than the standard indie game um but not a it wasn't like blowing up the world and like the price point of it it, i think i picked it up for like 15 bucks um yeah it was 20 dollars for me canadian or yeah, roughly exactly. so around yeah. that like yeah so and then just seeing how much is in there like it, it's it's pretty nuts it's crazy yeah no it's really really good and it is those little quality of life things and like fun things like i think the writing is better than it even has to be all of this stuff is on top of a really solid foundation too of just if you had none of that it would still be a fine like 15 dollar yeah. game of you going oh, yeah. down and like incrementally getting better stuff and then serving it to people you didn't need to do all that stuff but the fact that you did turns it from like a good game to a great or it's standing game and it's just yeah. i i can't believe how many mechanics there are in it it's yeah, fucking just, mind-boggling yeah i that's another thing is like i was already like pretty like happy as someone who played moonlighter who loves Moonlighter, i was pretty happy with just oh i'm gonna get some fish i'm gonna yeah. go and do the sushi i'm good you've done it and then they're just like, no, hold my drink. Another one, another one, another one, another one. Like, yeah, it's pretty yeah. nuts. And all the little mini games that are associated with that stuff, too. Yeah, no, it's sure, very yeah. cool. Yep. Very cool. Uh, that's game. kind of been the big thing I've been doing. Um, okay, other than that, uh, well, sticking with the fishing thing, theme, um, I played Dredge's DLC, the okay, Pale yep. Shore it opens up a new area very south on the map where it's a frozen area 
Okay. And you can like you can break through the ice blocks once you upgrade your ship and stuff like that. And there's a mystery going around with these frozen pirates and stuff like that. So it's about two, maybe three hours long. Pretty short. I think it's also only like three dollars. So I think it's okay. a great deal. I love Dredge. <clears throat> yeah. So getting back uh, to that was just an excuse to go back to that seems <clears throat> like it's probably worth the three dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then similarly, which I haven't done it yet, but announced at the Game Awards was uh, Dredge-themed DLC for Dave the Diver. Yeah. came out for free. I haven't played that yet. I actually don't know how you get to that because I was just playing today. I should look up how you access that. Maybe you have to like beat the game. That seems odd, though, because this game, Dave the Diver is long. It is a long game. Which I was not expecting. How long to beat? Had it at like thirty hours or something yeah. for com- like close to completionist or main extras. It's cr- yeah, it's pretty yeah. long. So I have to look up how to get to the the dredge DLC, but that's exciting that those came out at the same at the time that I was playing both those exact games. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to check out the dredge DLC. <clears throat> pretty short, you say? About two hours? Yeah. You were saying two two okay. th- two or three hours? Yeah, maybe this uh, depending on then. how completionist you want to be. Um, okay, I, I, you know, I was doing my own game of the year homework. Chance of Sinar yep. went on sale on Xbox, and I was like, is, let's, let's finally go. I've been hearing so much about this. All I know is it's something to do with language, and is, it is extremely cool. This um, is on my list, so yeah. I need to know. I played through the whole thing about six okay. hours, six to eight hours, depending on, on how well you're doing with the puzzles. Near the end of the okay. game, um, I did look up a couple answers because I was just like, there, there's situations where it's like, okay, I, I know what I want to say, but I don't know how you want me to say it kind of stuff. <clears throat> uh-huh. Um, fans of Return of the Oberdin will get a lot out of this in terms of the okay. deduction because it's a lot of like, the way it works is, is you are entering a new world, new, new to you, where you don't know the language. Mm-hmm. And through signs, through kind of process of elimination, you're figuring out, oh, this symbol means open. Or this one means closed. Or it's like, oh, this is how this is the greeting sign. Like whenever I talk to someone, they always say this symbol first. This must be the greeting. So what'll happen is much like Return to the Oberdin is when you've encountered enough new symbols or new language, you'll write down in your book, okay, here's like it'll be like here's four drawings that your character will do, and you need to figure out which symbols have you heard will relate to these drawings. And it can it could be something like a door opening it could be a symbol of a door and stuff like that and you're kind of piecing them together through process of elimination right and you're just kind of walking around these like tiny areas just trying it's all process of elimination it's like okay well now i'm seeing an actual sign where they're saying like you know the mines are this way so clearly this means mines but but there's a symbol in front of this one so this must be a special kind of mine because this one has the mine symbol, or what I think is the mine symbol, but another one, and it's like, okay, this is the gold mine, this is the silver mine. Stuff oh, like shit. That. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's very retur- Return of the Oberdin, uh, like, which is great, because I love that game. Um, yeah. And then it gets more interesting when there, there are five worlds that you go to, and things will kind of interact back and forth. So it's like, oh, okay, so they talked a little bit to each other, so it's like, this word actually means this word in this one, so you can, there's some stuff like that. Like, it's really interesting how they play with you learning to do the languages and you interacting between the, the, the different worlds and the different civilizations and whatnot. And because they're, like, set up differently, it'll be like, okay, well, the, they call, you know, science folk in this one scientists, but in this world they call science folk alchemists. 
and you you'll you okay, know, you'll kind right. of you'll kind of come to learn things like that where it's like the the language changed but it kind of you know there are words that mean the same thing but they refer to them differently they refer to these ones as impures but over here they refer to them as warriors stuff like that so almost like really dialects cool. or something like yeah, maybe it, not it's as really much, cool but. it's it's a game that i don't think you could take a pause from and come back later cuz you need to right. just be like Okay, hang on. I know that the double line means plural, but in the other world, they don't. They they say the same image twice, the symbol twice to do plural. They don't have an actual word for. And it's, you have to. There's a lot you have to put into your head. Um, so I just kind of went through it all, and like pretty much of the weekend. I think I started on Friday. I finished it like Sunday night. Okay. Um, how do, is it pretty good at onboarding you onto how the game works at the beginning? Because oh yeah, yeah okay. That's the only thing with any puzzle game that I always find can make or break it for me is like, well, do I feel like I was given the tools knowledge wise to even start this journey? (laughs) Yeah, there will be a bit of like after you've seen enough symbols, your character will write down a, a, a picture in their journal for you to try and fill out. And, and it can, it becomes a question to you of like, Okay, so should I be able to, should I know this info? Like, does that mean I know it? Or right. should I continue on? And it's a, it's definitely a toss-up. Sometimes it's like, oh, you should know this. Other times it's, no, you're not going to really know this. And you could try and just like, much like Oberdin, you could kind of fudge your way through some of those if you had like two out of the three correct. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. You're going to do okay, a lot okay. of that, but sometimes it's like you might not have even found that third symbol, so you could try it out a bit. But So what's really great about that is when you when you have your list of symbols you've seen, in-game keyboard will pop up, and you can write down what you think it means. You can have, have like one kind of oh. guess, so that when you go and talk to someone, they'll be saying stuff, and if the text switches to black, you know what it means. If it's gray, it's what you guess it means, and then that can kind of be like, Okay, hang on. Are they are they saying tool or weapon? Because I thought it was weapon, but now this person is not really using it in like an attack way. So maybe it's actually tool, and that's like that's another way you're going to deduce these kinds of things. It's really cool. I definitely recommend it. I think you're going to like nice. it if you like Return of the Overdone. Sick. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Last game I've been playing of is the finals. Okay, I love the finals. It's one of my favorite shooters. This came out, um, I guess, in 1.0 or not beta, like full release uh, at the Game Awards. Yeah, um, so it's free right. to play. I downloaded it. So it's Battlefield. Like it's it's uh, you got the destruction kind of. from Battlefield. Yeah. Oh, the destruction. Yes, for sure. That's the thing I like. I just love being able to like. Well, there is like a point up there that the cash drop point or whatever is at the third floor. Let's just take this fucking building down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever. No, yeah. it is. It, so for those who don't know, it's a it's a free to play uh, shooter, T- three teams of three. Yeah, I think the cash drop mode is is more interesting than the second one. The second one is just too like kind of team deathmatchy. So Where you get money for kills essentially. Yeah, for your team, and, and you do have to bank yeah. them. But I just don't think it's as fun as the one with the vault. Agre- I agree. I think yeah. the quote unquote pros like the other one more because of course they do. They like Twitch shooters, so and they're course. boring and they just want the same game over and over again, probably. Yeah, I think um, so. Frankly. So in the good mode, you have to open a vault, which so you have to like guard this thing for 30 seconds, then you have to pick it up and run with it and put it in the bank or whatever. And then you have to guard that for like three minutes. And that's the hard part. Yeah. Um because you could have like a good 
like, you know, you're covering the exits. You can even, like, destroy some of the stairways coming up to you so people can't get to you. But then, yeah, all of a sudden the floor could just, like, come up from underneath you and it's, like, games on. Yeah. um, Yeah. I love it when the bank is on one of the kind of, like, floating structures and you just, like, send a (laughs) rocket up there and just destroy the entire thing. Yeah. Um, Yep. I'm trying to yeah, figure no, out which which really class I like most because I, I started with the medium, and yeah. I really like the turret because it's so powerful. Okay. Yeah, but then sure. I played the light, and that grappling hook is so much fun. Holy smokes, I love using that grappling hook. Yeah, the grappling hook's um, good. I think the heavy is my least favorite. So the far. heavy is definitely the easiest, but I, it's one of my favorites because the heavy starts with a charge as his ability, and that'll so, like, break just a, a shitload of walls. So yeah. I like to like position myself so I'll take out like a line of walls or whatever instead of just one. Yeah, I actually, I don't find the heavy that easiest. I think I was doing the best with. I mean, it's kind of unfair. the The medium with the turret is kind of unfair because you you rack up kills that way. But I think I like the light. I was doing. I was getting pretty good with the light. Light's okay. Zipping it around and just taking people out like that. The light light's cool. I don't like using the sword. <laughs> sure that's a, yeah that's that's a weird one to use um but yeah light with the zip line is is very enjoyable i think what's also makes it fun is that there's just a lot of like goofy weaponry and stuff that adds to it the the fact that there's like a goo grenade that'll just like create yeah. this like hard barrier in an explosion radius so you can like block doors or holes in stuff or whatever yeah, or even yeah. trap people under stuff the fire physics are good like everything about how you can interact with that world is what makes it essentially like a thing that is worth playing in my opinion um i think that the battle pass it sucks i think the stuff that you get from unlocking it is not worth it i did not um, oh sure 10 bucks sure to be fair though i feel like a, a lot of games their first battle pass is always pretty underwhelming um sure so i'm gonna That's keep fair. my eye on like the like whatever the like the next season is to see if they have like cooler unlocks and stuff yeah yeah that's fair yeah i like the finals i'm glad that uh, you're having fun with it too it's a I fun am. time yep. yep okay uh that's all we play let's talk about some news and why don't you uh, start us off yeah uh so we're gonna just start with the uh the showstopper for news as it were insomniac games last week where we were saying we're uh given a ransom by some hackers saying that they have seven days to comply to i think it was like two million dollars or whatever the, the hackers were asking for or they were going to release a whole bunch of information that they took from uh insomniac studios uh pcs right. or whatever uh, John and I were speculating, saying, wondering if this is even going to happen. I guess we'll see in seven days. It happened. Um, yep. A whole, whole lot of really confidential stuff was released, um, including a whole bunch of stuff, in, including an alpha build of Wolverine, uh, their next big game that people were excited for, and a roadmap for the next 10 years or something like that of games that uh, were slated or projects that like had been started or whatever. Right. Um, we're not going to talk about that stuff in particular because that's kind of shitty and like that stuff is uh, definitely going to hurt them. There's already been so much dumb discourse on Twitter and socials with stupid gamers just being like, this Wolverine game looks like shit. They're going down or whatever. It's like, you idiots. This thing isn't even set to release for two more fucking years, basically. Like, chill. 
It reminds me of the GTA 6 leak where people were like, why does this look like dog shit? And it's like, it was like, it's like three years before it's coming out. What are you talking about? People are so incredibly fucking stupid. It is, you know, you always hear developers being like, oh, you know, we're kind of worried about showing it before it's ready to be seen because people could take that poorly. And I'm, and, and you hear that and you're just like, no, like I'm, we're adults. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. We'll take a part. We know how this works. And then you get an example like this. And it's like, oh, you people are not adults. You have no idea. You think it's just like wave the magic wand and Spider-Man 2 just materializes. They just take their build of Spider-Man 1 and press the make it look better graphics button. Legit. Like, that's what they think people do for sure. No, it's it's crazy. So it's um, stuff like when so- you see like that, the, the Psychonauts 2 documentary where they're like, here's everything. Here's like warts and all. Like, that's just another reason to commend how cool that series is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I we were saying that, like, we probably shouldn't just talk about that stuff because that stuff's shitty to talk about. And it's unfinished. Things will change, especially now. Probably things will definitely change with some of that stuff, I'm sure, going forward. Um, I guess the only thing. I'll bring up in that front is that I was reading on the way home that people that downloaded that Wolverine build that was put on the internet are being tracked and flagged. So those people might be getting lawsuits coming their way. If you download, oh. like maybe don't touch that thing. If yeah, you're I also interested. saw a headline, people are modding it to make it run better, which yeah, is no, it, <laughs> it, it became a thing where people were starting to collaborate on how to like optimize it. So that's weird and hilarious in its own way, but also you're probably going to get logged and you might have like your at very at the best your IP sending you an email saying, hey, you're like doing some bad shit and at worst maybe sued. So don't touch that thing. Just don't. <laughs> OK, there was some information I did want to talk about, though, that was leaked. Okay. That is more about industry stuff and insomniac in it. Yeah. Um. So one of the first things that this is I'm going to start with the thing that got me interested in reading a little bit more. They a whole list of their lifetime to date uh, sales and profits and all that stuff from Insomniac Games was released. And the thing that was notable in there is that after 10 years, Sunset Overdrive made five hundred and sixty seven dollars of profit for them total. Is this the return on investment chart you're looking at? No, it's this one, the LTD, Lifetime Sales. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm looking at the document. Yeah, no, I just wanted to start with this one because for me, this is kind of what started it. Uh, It's on Reset Era. There's like a thread and the first picture on that link or whatever shows. Oh, like how much it made Insomniac specifically because. Yeah, exactly. How much profit they made. um, Oh, right. Because it it says like net sales, 47 million, but the development cost was 42 million. I guess guess they're incorporating like, this is also artists. after they p- they pay their stock holders and all that stuff. Like the IG share is literally what I, Insomniac got out of that, that deal. Insane. So, yeah, that's why we never got Sunset Overdrive too, because it makes no fiscal sense for them at all to do that thing. So, yeah, that was insane to me. Five hundred and sixty seven dollars is what they got out of making that game. Well, I guess it after 10 years, you you could say it makes no sense if you're like, like really profit driven. But if you're just like, Hmm. you know, can we pay everyone's salary without going in the red that they did that? 
They did, but it was also through a lot of uh, it was bought by Microsoft, right? So like it's I mean, and I'm sure that's that where some too. of that money came from, right? You know, and uh, probably where a lot of it went, a lot of their what would have been their profit went to probably Microsoft. Honestly, I'm guessing like realistically that share is so low because they got so little back from that deal. That was more of a Microsoft deal for them is what I'm guessing. What? I don't even remember. It, what is Fuse? Fuse was a shooter that was completely unremarkable, if I remember correctly, back in the PS3. Yeah, PS3. I don't. I barely even recognize this box art. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, very forgettable, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um. So that was the thing that kind of got me interested in more stuff. Uh, then I found a list of projects that were was released. It was their internal list of um. Everything they've ever worked on, I guess, starting with Disruptor back in the day and then like a bunch of new stuff that we won't talk about just because people listening might not want the actual spoilers of stuff that might be down the pipeline. So I won't sure. even bother talking about that stuff, except for some canceled stuff that was okay. marked down. All right. So some of that canceled stuff was Resistance 4. So I guess Resistance yeah. is probably just dead as an IP for them, <clears throat> at least currently. Sunset Overdrive 2 was canceled. Um, and I believe from what other people were saying, it was they could have made Sunset Overdrive 2 or they were going to, but then they got the Spider-Man deal and that's where all of their time and effort went to. So they pushed what, hard what, on Spider-Man. What was, the, what was the PS4 launch title that was a shooter? What am I thinking of? Resistance. Not res- Resistance. One Fall of Man. No, no, PS4. Oh, PS4. What am I thinking of? Shadow something. Is it that was I guess that wasn't resistance. What am I thinking of? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, I'm gonna look up PS4 launch titles. Okay, there's not PS4. a ton of them. What am I thinking of? Sure, yeah. Killzone Shadowfall. Okay, I'm thinking of Killzone. Because I was like, I thought oh, there was a fourth Killzone. position. But did it have a subtitle? Then I was starting to think it was it, what was that one called? That was Killzone. Okay. Gotcha. Sure. Um And then another canceled game, which sounded kind of interesting to me and is kind of a bummer, was Spider-Man The Great Web, which was apparently going to be a giant multiplayer GTA Online meets Spider-Man type thing that they were considering working on, which sounds kind of fun and cool, but also a mess. So I guess I understand why they didn't go that way or why. I don't know how I don't know how you'd really make a game if like everyone is Spider-Man. Right. Just like the Spider-Verse, I guess, right? Everybody's a different version of Spider-Man, essentially. Man, that would be pretty cool. I don't, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. like, it would get pretty crazy. But then again, GTA Online is just pretty crazy because everyone is just, like, rocket launcher playing guy. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, I found there was some information about their sales through Sony Studios on Steam. So these are Steam sales stuff here. Okay. Horizon Zero Dawn in 2020, when that released, made 3.3 million uh, PC sales, uh, which is double Days Gone, which came out the year after. Not even the full year, about six months, eight months, I guess, after, uh, with 1.7 million. God of War made 2.5 million for them, and there's just like a steady decrease as we go. 2022, Spider-Man made 1.3 million. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. So that's specifically, that's the remaster. 
the remaster yes spider-man yeah because i was like how did spider-man sell less than days gone but it's the remaster so okay the remaster yeah uh I'm uncharted that like miles morales sold so little so little miles morales and uncharted both selling less than 500 k uh 500k was it maybe s- was, was miles morales a ps5 exclusive it was so maybe um, that's part of it because it came out so when it is when part of it console it is part of it because miles morales if we look at uh again i think it's a lifetime sales to date was it no, it's uh, the first link I have here. The um, Oh, no, in the chat they're saying Miles was PS4 and PS5. It was PS4 and PS5, and oh, Miles man, Morales so small. was also one of their top-selling games of all time, according to their uh, return on investment chart. That made $104 million of profit for them. For, for so, Insomniac, but I guess compared to the other Sony stuff, it didn't do crazy well. It just didn't do well on Steam. Uh, the oh, less than five hundred sales. Oh, those okay, are only Steam sales. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. These are the Got Insomniac it. games released through St- Sony Studios on Steam specifically. Got it. And and then Sackboy: The Big Adventure made sold sixty two point nine k. So nobody bought that thing. One. Yeah. Yeah, nobody bought that. But yes, inversely, in the um on the console, Miles Morales was one of their big hitting things. Their total cost on that was 156 million. Their total revenue was 260 million. So they made 104 million profit on that one. 122% return on investment, um, which is their biggest by far on anything else that they've created. Other games on here include Spider-Man 2, which was total costs uh, three three hundred fifteen million total revenue three hundred ninety million so thirty five percent revenue Spider Man three uh, Spider Man three that so I didn't understand this either which is like I don't know why Spider Man three and Wolverine on here I'm guessing these are projected costs because they had to put on where this uh, one point seven billion revenue they spent for their budget so I'm guessing these are their projected. So- while following trends, we estimate that okay. we'll make this. So they don't they don't think or I was going to say they don't think Wolverine's going to perform as well, but they're also planning to spend a ton more on Wolverine. Yeah, the big takeaway here is that they are spending way too much money. I think this is just a game industry thing in general. The game industry is spending way too much money to the point where there's almost no way unless it's like the biggest game of the year that they're going to make a return on it. Yeah. I mean, that's, we know that unsustainable. Yeah. It's super, it's been like this for a long time and it's super unsustainable. It's just kind of weird seeing it actual and like documents and stuff that they shared around, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, also this, this is a little weird. So these are talking points, I guess of, uh, insomniac, about the industry in general and specifically Microsoft. They say Microsoft's acquisition of Activision positions it to leapfrog our current pillars. Activision provides incredible strategic value across live service games, scale and mobile and PC storefront, aka Battle.net. In addition, Microsoft is building a mobile gaming store to compete with Apple and Google. So wait, industry so major mm-hmm. You're saying this is a conversation between Insomniac and Sony? Who who is actually saying this? I don't know if this is uh, with Sony. I'm almost wondering 
if this is an internal document where they're saying like maybe we should like get a little more out of bed with Sony or something. Oh, like this this is them talking to themselves about the acquisition. I'm wondering. Yeah, this is them kind of like talking about the acquisition just in general and how it might maybe threaten them. Maybe. Um this Microsoft is building a mobile gaming store to compete with Apple and Google. I didn't know that. Did we know that? Have they said that they are doing I think, that? I, I think there's been like rumors and stuff about that. Um, and yeah, because like, why it, would they? They have King like, now. Like so Microsoft of has has the, the the ways to do it, right? I mean, they have like their Windows yeah. Store. You know, just expand that. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, they have a slide here called "Industry Major Shifts and Threats." This was kind of interesting. Uh, the Call of Duty threat in 2027, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision for $69 billion could disrupt and threaten console gaming and game subscription markets. Console. Shift from PlayStation to Xbox with timing and in-game differential as the weapons. Subscription. Microsoft's comprehensive ecosystem coupled with exclusivity creates greater dominance. Sony Impact. Massive threat to PS Plus. Upwards of $1.5 billion of annual revenue annual revenue threat gap to fill 45 million subs times $12 a month times 12 months at uh, times 20% uh, MP third party. So they're saying there's a real good chance that like we might be fucked or Sony might actually get kind of their lunch eaten uh, in the next few years. Well, and so, I'm not sure. I don't think you grabbed this as part of this, but one of the things that I, I saw that came out from this was, that Sony was looking into raising prices of their games again. Did you see any of this stuff? I did. I didn't grab any of that news, but yes, yeah. you're right. I did see that. So <clears throat> I didn't grab it either. I was just remembering right now, but it, there was a couple things. There was, they were going to increase the prices of games further, like 80 bucks to a hundred. Yep. And one of the things was possibly like breaking out the next Spider-Man into two parts. Yep. So that and charging like twice. 50 or whatever dollars <laughs> and per part, making it a hundred multiplayer would be a, another purchase on top of that. Yes. And it's just, They're, and you know, you look at this stuff and, and you know, it makes me think of when, when PlayStation plus did their big revamp with their tiers to try and make a, like a subscription game pass competitor. And they came yeah. in at a higher price point with less exclusives. And it was like, yeah, what's well, just a battle? Why would you do that? And their and you know their response is basically like, we're PlayStation. We can, Fuck you. yeah, yeah. That's kind of <laughs> why now, I don't care if they die. And, and like. now you're just hearing more of like, you know what? We could get more money out of these people, and it's just time and time. And you hear Jim Ryan being like, "No, we're not going to put first party on PlayStation. They're, these games are worth too much." And then Microsoft's yeah. being like, "Everything's on Game Pass," and it's like, "Holy smokes!" Like. Sony is, they're sitting there being like, we're number one and we're going to enjoy it and you're going to thank us. And it's like, okay, how many times can you like bite the hand that feeds before someone finally says like, I guess maybe that's where this 2027 number is. It's like, if PlayStation is going to keep slapping the user for another five years, this could now actually be a threat. Yeah. And that Insomniac's second point on that uh, slide too, day and date threat. Post-acquisition, Microsoft will put Activision games on Game Pass day and date. Like like you said, Game Pass is so good, like, and now they have the capability to just put Activision games on there. Why why wouldn't they? 
I mean, I do get it from the other end where it's like Sony does not have the like bank that Microsoft does. So they can't just be like, yeah, we'll just keep losing money on every single one of these just to earn subscribers. Like, and as we see, games are getting more expensive. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's unrealistic for what I'm saying, because it's like, you know, if we do, if we don't raise the prices, it's going to lead to more layoffs and stuff and blah, blah, blah. So maybe Sony's kind of stuck, but at the same time, it's just like, it's just not a good look for you. Like Microsoft's strategy seems to be panning out. Yeah, it's and it's more consumer friendly. I don't have to have an Xbox to play Xbox stuff because I have a PC. So like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Leapfrog Activision provides incredible strategic value across live service game scale and mobile and PC storefront. Microsoft can supply multi-game subscription 50%, console games 50%, PC 60%. Sony's pillars are already dated and behind the competition. Sony's impact needs to expand. Um, I'm almost wondering now, actually, if this is Insomniac's like stockholder in like what they're saying, the stockholders or something. I, like, I don't know, because, like, they're kind of, it almost seems like they're giving advice to Sony. To Sony? It might be, like, yeah, totally. but, I, but, so, I just don't really understand who's talking to who here. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Elusive Perfect Game subscription is the last point. Premium content, ex- expectation of free, best-in-class games create unsustainable model. Monthly and incremental subs won't cover investment. Unified mobile PC console experience doesn't exist. Form factor and computer power are way too diverse. Uh, Sony Impact premium sales model is the central ap- approach. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of said that. Yeah, with the whole, like, them increasing. what? So Sony's approach being, like, well, we, we do the premium sales, so you're going to buy the best thing of PS Plus, and you're going to pay $100 per game or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think this is going to work out for you in the long run if you keep to it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Who knows? Like, eventually, it's like people are just, I can't afford all these games. And Sony's hoping it's like, well, you'll buy ours because you love ours. It's like, I don't, okay, man. I don't know. So, it's like one one of your games gets me like eight months of Game Pass. <laughs> there is that. I did make the tweet that if they make a game that's worth $100, I don't, I have no problem paying $100. I I honestly have no problem with it. The problem sure. is, is that so many of their games aren't worth that. I would say there are games that are, but like, man, I don't know. Well, I mean, either way, it's like, you know, I, I bet everyone would say that. And then the, the second half of that sentence becomes, it's like, well, but that's, that's an extra $20 or $30 out of my pocket. I now can't yeah. buy a second game. So, you know, people are, you know, if you look at it like, here's my game budget for the year, it's like, it's going to mean less games. Or it's going to mean, you know, I don't get the Sony one, but it lets me get, yeah, exactly, like four four months of Game Pass, blah, 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 or whatever it is. So it's like, the money, people are not getting the same kind of, like, raises that PlayStation hopes they're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens. Um, Again, for people listening, there is so much information that was given there. Uh, a lot of it are spoilery things for stuff coming up that I didn't want to grab and talk about here just in case. But if you are interested in that stuff, it's a Google and Reddit check away. And and just like and a quick mention, um, a bunch of like developer personal data was leaked in this too. And like, that's the worst part. Like, that sucks. You know, that's so bad. You know, we're avoiding spoiling some titles 
so that you can get excited when Jeff Keighley announces, "Hey, here's guess what? They're making a Spider-Man three. Oh, you know, like yeah, no like, shit, like we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the, but the like the real thing is like the you know people are probably like scared for a number. Oh, of for reasons. sure. And that's the like the really shitty part of all this. So and and this is gonna. I mean, at the end of the day, this is going to hurt somebody's bottom line. And that's going to mean more layoffs in an already tumultuous system. So, like, all yeah. everything that happened here is really bad for people like you and me on the low end of the totem pole. And the people that, like, it would affect won't don't care. They're just going to fire people and do something new. So, no, my heart goes out to them for real. That shit's so bad. And those hackers should be just Absolutely. taken out in the worst possible way. Like the GTA 6 hacker, which is the other thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah, this is this, this is this is announced today. This was announced today. So the hacker that did the GTA Six leak last year was it? I think it was last year, right? Last year, um, or maybe two years ago. It was a while ago. I don't fully remember. It was a while ago. Yeah, the eighteen-year-old um, who was a key member in the international game lapses dollar sign or whatever, which is the hacker group, the that cyber stole crime that game lapses. Yeah. Um, so he was taken to court by Rockstar for what he did, and he was deemed mentally unfit to basically be sentenced. So he is sentenced to hospitalization indefinitely until further notice. Yeah, it sounds like he he has autism. Um, there was bouts of violence and stuff. So he's he's in hospital jail now. And like some real issues, he's also he doesn't give a shit about any of this. He's literally said, if I get out, I'm going to hack them again and release more information. Like, yeah, he has issues. All right, right, dude. So that just to bring up more hacker news is there's a picture in this article. This BBC article is a picture of him holding a big fish. And dudes taking photos of themselves holding fishes are always kind of sus. So. It's true. I can't even. Oh, my God. That reminds me. I listened to a comedian or something literally just like this last couple weeks where there was a joke or gag about like if you ever see a dude on like a Tinder or something holding a fish, just swipe the other way. Like that's a bad dude. Yeah, (laughs) it's a red flag. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, In other shitty news. James McCaffrey, the uh, best known as yeah. Max Payne or, um, oh, my God, Alex Casey recently, I guess, the voice actor, uh, has lost a battle with cancer at the age of 65 this week. Real butter. That's, yeah, Real that's shame. That's for sure. Yeah. See, it seems like he was on a ton of stuff. Nothing I really watched, though, Law & Order. Whatever. Yeah. Blue Bloods. Yeah. For us, it's um, it's Max Payne and Alex Casey specifically uh, yeah. this year. But yeah, yeah. what a bummer. Uh, just to bring it down a little bit. <laughs> Figured I yeah, would. Happier news, though. This next one's pretty happy. Yeah, in better news, Bobby Kotick's finally fucking off. <laughs> December 29th will be his last day at Activision Blizzard. He is officially stepping down. Yeah, which we knew that was basically coming. Um, yep. He had said he was like going to stay on to the end of the year. You know, he's this guy has made more money than he needs to live for like multiple lifetimes. So he's just going to like chill out and and do whatever he wants. But um, 
yeah. maybe we'll finally get to stop thinking about Bobby Connick. I hope so. The only time I want to think about him next is in the January leak where they're going to talk about everybody that was on Epstein's Island and people are pretty sure Kotick was one of those people. So he, we might hear from him again <laughs> soon. Okay. I I would just be shocked if this guy gets a job anywhere else. So Oh, he doesn't need uh, to. He doesn't need to, but yeah. Right, yeah. You know. All right, yeah, these last few stories I put here. Um, did you guys talk about Fortnite, um, the stuff they added last week? Yeah, that's all John and I played last week were the Fortnite things. Okay, so I did check out unsurprisingly the Fortnite festival um yeah yeah they, yeah 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 so we tried we thought I that tried was that really out. good i had yeah I, I was like i had to try it and when that came out pdp did you guys talk about this at all no i don't know what this is PDP oh tweeted yes that they're yeah. doing con- guitar controllers for this right well or like new well yeah. what, what else would they be used for they're not like i mean maybe they'll work on rock band 4 because it's the same console i don't know but probably that this is wild. So, yeah. here, so my thoughts are: I was not expecting Rock Band Five to come from Fortnite. Right. I guess it makes sense because there's no way they were going to make a Rock Band Five. Well, so, we were saying even last week it clicked to me. It's like, oh yeah, Fortnite already has like all the rights to these songs for their in-game like things that they sell. Why wouldn't they just put them all in a mode that? You well, and they own harmonics now, right? So this is clearly what harmonics has worked, been doing. Yeah. Um, so if if this is what it takes t- to get a Rock Band five, like I'm here for it. Um, yeah. It will be weird, if, like that I have to like load this up just to play Rock Band. Like, I don't know. I'm curious to see where this kind of goes in terms of how like fully fledged this gets. I'm you very can install it for, separately like, on PC. I don't know about console, but it's a different install if you want. Yeah, it to be. I th- I think there are separate launchers on console as well. Yeah. I think I heard that. I just had the I just had Fortnite downloaded, so I just booted into that. Mm-hmm. But even then, in that scenario, you need to kind of like walk around the environment a bit, and it's like I, you know those controllers did have a D pad on them, but I'm not going to want to do any extensive like actual character movement. Mm. So I wonder if they kind of build in a menu system to make it more like Rock Band. Like I just want to play the songs. There's also like. There's no way to fail. It's a pretty bare bones rock band experience. Yeah. I think there's only like four buttons as well. So like, what are we even doing here, guys? I don't know. I'm I'm very no, it, curious. It, it, it's more on expert. It's the full five. Oh, is it? Okay. I was playing. Yeah. I think I played up to hard. So what's the fifth it's, button then? So if you're using a controller, it, it was. It is. Um, isn't it left, right, X? x and b on like the xbox and triangle is the other bad in triangle okay it feels bad though with that i just wanted there might be a hack i've seen people on tiktok playing that mode with their like rock band controller so there might be like a hack to do it yeah i've I've seen that too with like joy to key but you're not strumming so oh yeah you don't have to strum right in the if those people don't have to strum because they're just pressing the button yeah so that that makes you wonder it's like what exactly does this controller do because like if you don't need to strum you're just pressing the buttons it's like yeah i don't know i think that's extremely lame yeah so i want to strum that's that's what i'm saying it's like how how fully fledged do they do they make this and it's like hey if anyone could make a rock band 5 it's Fortnite. they have enough money to make whatever they want 
So it's and like, harmonics. Yeah, it's both of them for sure. Yeah, like yeah, I'm I'm cur- curious is the word I am. So we'll see what happens. I know people are excited about getting like new controllers to use on the PC. Um, are you going to buy another gu- guitar? Is that what's <laughs> like, I was saying this to John, like, am I going to buy another fucking guitar? I have like two back here. I know. Yeah. I have back at, like I just bought a 361 earlier this year, <laughs> right? I went down that whole thing. So I have, yeah. I have like three guitars back, back in California. Cause I have the guitar hero live one as right? well yeah like my mom still nags me every time she visits why is the drum kit still set up here and taking up so much space your apartment's so small sure so yeah it's like yeah but it's like i don't know every now every now and then i want to play some rock band drums like what am i supposed to do i'm not gonna if i take them down they're never going up so they have to stay up totally no i, I agree know. yeah so i'm curious like i have the most up-to-date guitar currently will i be able to just use that Will this new guitar be different in some way? Like, and then you just know harmonics is like, Hey, if you want to make new controllers, it's going to be a big thing, but PDP's on board. Like, I don't, are these going to be showing up in Walmarts again? Like, I don't, what is this? Like this 2024 we're talking about. What the fuck is going on? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Like I, you know, I'm in Calgary right now and I went by the old game store that John and I used to work at. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Oh, wow. I didn't know that. The one it's in gone. Westbrook? Yeah. 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 So. Wow. I don't, I'm very curious. Very curious. Yeah. Weird. Um, okay. This next one. Some of these stories are, are more than one week old, but I wasn't here and I'm sure you guys didn't talk about it. Sure. Um, I didn't so see this at all. Did you, did you watch the uh, Wells Fargo TMT summit? No. Okay, which I'm sure you're very bummed that you missed it. Um, Yeah, I couldn't get time off for it. So yeah, exactly. So I guess this is a quote out of Xbox CFO Tim Stewart. Uh, I'll just read the whole quote for you. Mm -hmm. For models like Africa, India, Southeast Asia, many places that aren't console first, you can say, hey, do you want to watch 30 seconds of an ad and that and then get two hours of game streaming? That's kind of the main part of it. So this is they're talking about a possible free tier for game pass. And they mentioned the streaming here. So maybe they're talking just specifically with like X cloud or whatever, but I pose the question to you. Would you do that? Um, me? No, because I have a full-time job and disposable income. Me at who got a, an Xbox or whatever for my birthday or Christmas. And I'm 14 years old. Fuck. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like we're, you're figuring out ways to like just run all the ads while I'm at school. And I'll just come back and just bank all that time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 30 seconds of that. Right now, as it is, I'm playing this weird version of Solitaire at work because it loads quicker than the, X, the uh, I guess, the Xbox, the Microsoft one. And there is an ad every, like, five games or so that's about 20 seconds, and I just let it play. Like, I don't give a fuck because I'm you not You just take your headphones out and close your eyes so that they don't actually win. Yeah, I just mute it and then like do other work or whatever and then go back to solitaire. See, but then what you do is you pair this with that old uh, Sony patent where the camera's filming you and to stop the McDonald's commercial, you have to stand up and shout McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. No, this is a great idea. Uh, Like, yeah, for sure. I guess why not? Like if as long as you don't take away the like pay for it one, like sure. If if it the money makes sense for you guys. 
then I guess that's fine. Like, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I have the income, so I probably won't need this. But for kids, yeah, I guess go for it. For sure. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. All right, this one, I quickly just watched this video. IGN put this video together. So there's a dog that's going to partake in Summer Games Done Quick or whatever the next Games Done Quick is. Uh, awesome. AGDQ, I believe, is yeah. the next one. Yeah. Peanut Butter is the name mm-hmm. of the dog. And what was the name of the game? Gyromite? I guess the dog is going to take over what Rob the Robot would have planned oh, to be doing. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so the guy said it took nine months to train the dog with like a a, um, a modified Xbox fighting game stick, so that it has bigger pads for the dog to press the button on. And I guess uh, that's so cute. You can look forward to seeing Peanut Butter do a speed run at Awesome Games Done Quick. That's uh, sick. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm curious. So there's no footage of the dog actually doing it, other than like there's some footage of him training the dog. So you don't get to see the dog actually play the game yet. So I guess you have to wait for Games Done Quick to do that one. All right, this last one, another Sony story. Sony has filed the patent for changing difficulty level as you play, and I saw a lot of people talking about this. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, So I'm guessing what they're filing is a proprietary algorithm or something that they developed, because this has existed in games for a while now. Uh, My entry into it is uh, in Resident Evil speedruns particularly, they're always talking about uh, DA or difficulty adjustment. So they will do specific things where they'll miss shots on purpose in some spots or like waste ammo or do some dumb shit to make that number go down so that they won't get like one shot by a zombie where they have to take a hit or something. So like this is definitely a thing that has just existed where the better you play, the more fucked up like the computer is going to be against you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, you're probably right. It's probably their own proprietary thing. Um, I'm kind of of two minds in this. There is the part of me where it's like, I, you know, in, in like a, the, on paper, this sounds like it would present to you the ideal difficulty level for every player, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But the other hand of that is like, sometimes in Final Fantasy, it's nice to get overleveled and then just like destroy a section of the game because you did all the side quests beforehand. Sure. Uh, I think difficulty adjustment in general for casual gaming audiences will always be good because, like you said, it'll, like, meet you at your level and always provide you enough of a difficulty or, like, enough of uh, some leeway or whatever that you can get through something and still feel like you've accomplished something. It is for niche cases, like you said, or speed runs or whatever, where this is a completely different game and people hate it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm assuming this will be like an option when you're picking your difficulty. Do you want like easy, medium, hard, or do you want difficulty adjust where it's like, you don't even have to think about it. It's going to be the same difficulty level the entire time. What we think it could be. I'm curious how that comes into play. Like how much the developer will get to say kind of what that difficulty adjustment means or like, could you, or could you, like, mess around with it? Like, if before the final boss of a game, go get yourself killed five times in a row, and then the game game's final boss is a cakewalk. You, you know, can definitely like, do that already in games that use this. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I'm curious kind of how this will actually, like, play out, Um, I guess, in whatever the, the first Sony game that takes advantage of this. 
the way that it should be utilized, in my opinion, is that normal and easy mode should both use difficulty adjustment and uh, to varying degrees on easy mode, maybe make it way more lax or like way more stringent on the player or like whatever. A, so that, like a lower ceiling, like it can't make it yeah. too hard. And then normal should always have it. And then hard mode should never, ever have it. That should be like, this is the way the game is going to fuck you every time and it's not going to change or whatever. I think that's how it should be implemented to give people kind of like a mode at least where there's a baseline of it will always be like this. So you can kind of learn the game at its highest level where it should be. Well, that's why I think it should almost be more like like outside of the standard modes so that you can't Mm. change so that you like can't mess with it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but like an assist or something assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of basically. Anyway, that's it for news. Let's do some questions. If you'd like to send a question in top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. And you can sound just like legend of chrono who writes, how much does FOMO influence the games you purchase and when? 40, for 35, 40%. I was, I'm going to say quite a bit higher than that for me, but I listen to a lot of game podcasts. I follow a lot of game developers and game journalists on Twitter. So they are constantly talking about the hot new thing. And I, I like playing it along with them. Yeah, I like playing the games and then hearing them people talk about the games and then being able to talk to my friends about these games, blah, blah, blah. So it, it hits me quite a bit. Sure. Um, this podcast does it the worst for me, probably. But like even then... Um, oh, like one of us I talking about a game gets you wanting to play it? No, feeling like I should play a game so I can talk about it. Or oh, whatever. I see. Okay. Specific, okay. Not, not like... Oh, I need to talk about Cocoon because I still haven't played that. Not in that That's way. But didn't that win Indie Game Resi- of the Year? What's that? Didn't that win Indie Game of the Year? It did. Yeah, yeah. it's the, it's on my list. I'll get to it. That's a short sure. one, so I kind of put it put it off. Um, but like, if a new Resident Evil comes out, I have to, I know I'm gonna have to talk about it. I have people that actually will like DM or talk ask me about it, so I feel like I do have to play it or whatever. Well, that's like your favorite series, so the FOMO is gonna be the most yeah for that yeah but like also it's weird because i don't have fomo necessarily for it because i know i'm gonna get it right because it's my favorite series so it's weird it's kind of a uh chicken and egg scenario with that or the games like that specifically um yeah i wouldn't say it influences me so much in the way that like i feel like i need to play it with other people i like to find cool shit and then share it with people though. So like that part kind of influences me where I want to come on here and say, Hey, I found this like awesome new indie game or whatever. I think people should play. So it is FOMO, but kind of in a different way, I think. Got it. Rasterman writes, is there any long running TV slash movie series that you'd like to get a remake slash remasterization of that hasn't been announced yet? This is assuming the studio can take its time so that no crunch happens to meet a deadline. You know, I'm very slowly going and showing my girlfriend Dragon Ball Z because Dragon Ball Z was very influential when I was growing up. Okay. It's it's definitely not as good as I remember it is. (laughs) Of course not. But it is still like, like important 
and I and I see the influence of Dragon Ball Z in a lot more modern anime, and and she's getting right. a lot of more references now. It's like okay, so in my hero, when they're going like this and like the the aura levels and their hair gets spicy, it's it's because Dragon Ball Z did this. And Dragon Ball Z walked so that this could run. So I I sure. would kind of love a remake of that where it was like better. But then there's you know there's Dragon Ball Super, which is kind of like modern Dragon Ball Z. So I don't know. But I think they could do something cool with a remake of Dragon Ball Z. Like an actual remake. Like almost, I almost want like a Final Fantasy VII remake one where they're changing like a mm. lot of stuff. All of the things I would say that I would want have been remade and I haven't watched all of them. So like I haven't seen new Spider-Man uh, cartoons in a long time. I haven't seen new Ninja Turtle stuff except for the movie uh, this year. Like... So that's me just being out of touch, I guess, because okay. those exist. Um, one of the things, though, is that I really love when series that I've wanted to get into do kind of a truncated version or something like the one piece live action was perfect for me. It's like, yes, give me the idea of what this thing is in a bite sized thing to see if I want more of it like. This. So I think the the genesis of this question was that the anime is getting an anime remake. <laughs> Did you hear about right. this? This is so I'm excited about that because now that I've had my taste, yeah. I've had my taste. I'm like, so that is obviously very truncated. That's a very short version of like all of those events. So I would like to see kind of a remake, maybe do that again, but like closer to the original anime or manga and maybe take a little more time with it or something. So I think you, and I was saying this to my girlfriend, I think she's in this ballpark. It's, it's people who liked the live action one. They liked what was going on there. They're not going to watch 800 episodes of One Piece anime. There's no so way. So the new no. anime, it's like, well, but it's like, you know, this thing gets a lot weirder. The cartoon is a lot more cartoony. I, yeah. So they're like, they, you should get excited that they're kind of restarting the anime because it's probably exactly what you want. Right. No, that's exactly what I want. So I'm I'm very excited for it, for sure. Suku Suku writes, Genshin has a new character named Gaming, and that just tickles me. What are some unintentionally funny names you've encountered in video games? Unintentionally? Die Hard Man is pretty intentional, but that's pretty fucking stupid. Kojima in general is, has some. They're all going to be intentional, right? Anyways, yes. I'm going to look up uh, Ace Attorney characters real quick because that's the best series for this. Oh, sure. Yeah. And now they're giving me the ones with like real names, so I need to get some actual. Where are the silly ones? How come the chat isn't telling me all of them? I know they're always talking about them. <laughs> Shelly DeKiller. Yeah. There's one of them. Man, I can't remember any, like, really Winston funny Winston Payne. Ones. That's a good one. Okay. Wendy Olbeg. Lot of heart.
Okay, well, you just trust me. All the Phoenix Wright ones are silly. Yeah. Oh my god, I like all I can. Th I'm just stuck in Kojima verse stuff. Just like stupid ass. Uh, I get not Sniper Wolf, but what were the um, like laughing octopus and just the stupid Metal Gear characters or whatever the bikini girls and robots. All of Kojima's names are pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, Die Hardman obviously is ridiculous. Guybrush Threepwood is pretty funny. But like, again, Guybrush these are all intentional. I just that one has such a, I like the mouth feel on Guybrush Threepwood. Like, yeah, it's kind of fun to say. Like, it's, it's the just, Threepwood. It's just yeah, it's just difficult enough, but it's just, yeah, Threepwood. Yeah. Guybrush Threepwood. Feels good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, unintentional. I don't know. Dead rights. What will the next Madden game be called and what platforms will it release on? I don't understand this. Isn't it just Madden 24? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Is it because Madden died? Was there news that we didn't know about with like Madden changing? I actually don't know either. <laughs> what this? Why? Oh, this I, is. I think it's because. It's because. So I guess the next one would be Madden 25. And I guess there was a Madden 25. Oh, so people Wait, are. What? I'm just kind of. Someone get... asked, like, on the sub on the Madden subreddit, what's the next one going to be called? And someone says sharing a name of the game that came out over a decade ago isn't going to cause much confusion as people think it will. And then people are saying, like, yeah, just look at, like, Modern Warfare 2. Because we got Madden 25 in 2012, 2013. Is that like Madden 25 years anniversary type thing? Like, why was it Madden 25 back then? That must be what it was. Yeah, because Madden. Right? Did, yeah, it must be. I don't know. You're who are you at? Why would I know the answer to that? Yeah, I don't know. So what will the next Madden game be called and what platforms? It'll probably release on PlayStation and Xbox and it'll be called Madden 25 with an a comma or apostrophe or whatever to indicate that it's a year. Yeah, Madden NFL 25. Like, there's plenty of games that have the same name. Need for Speed Most Wanted. I mean, this year alone, Dead Space 2023 in parentheses yeah. beside it. Resident Evil oh, 4. Oh, so you think this will be like Madden, Madden 25, 25? I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It'll be Madden 25, parentheses oh, 2024. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Good. Yeah, uh, Phantom Magus writes, Hoi TDB crew, are there any games that enhance or hinder your enjoyment because of how well you know the subject about it? If not, have there been any games that made you want to learn more about a subject? Anytime there is an airport simulator, warehouse simulator, any of that stuff, I am uber critical about how you can move around and do stuff. Oh, in interesting. Okay. <laughs> And so uh, like, anytime Wilmot's in a video game warehouse, did that do anything to you? Uh, no, that's that's more just like tapping into that almost ADHD. Like I need everything in its proper place. Yeah. And that game rocks. That game's so good. It's so good. Um, also, conversely, anytime there is an area with forklifts, I notice every time there's an OSHA violation of the forklifts being up or like not properly stowed, <laughs> like all the time. And I, okay. it's become a meme if I stream a game now where like me and another dude who also does warehousing or whatever primarily will call that shit out all the time. Okay. Okay. 
I don't think there's anything I know enough like this. Like, I'm trying to think if there's, like, a video editing. There is a game that there is video editing involved, and I actually haven't played it, but I've seen it getting played uh, when I was okay. on, like, at PAX or something. So I, I didn't look at it close enough. But what am I going to say? Like, well, actually, there's a button in Premiere that would make this easier. Like, what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if there's anything like that. Or what about, I'm sure like... there's been something where I've I've looked it up. Nothing's coming to mind right now, but I'm sure that's been the case. Oh, sure. I'm trying to think of, like, what about Quidditch or something? Is there a Quidditch game? I I think some of the old Harry Potter games had Quidditch in there. But keep in mind, like, Harry Potter Quidditch and real-life Quidditch are significantly different. I don't know if, yeah, if you fair. knew that. So, yeah. I, did, I didn't know that, but now I do. I learned today. Okay. Uh, we're going to end it off on a poem that VGC Kenny wrote in. I read this previously to see like why it was so long and there's no question associated. So this, I moved it to the end cause I thought it there's would a, be there's a, a nice question cap. in there. You can even see the X, the question mark. <laughs> I guess. So you have to read All the right, whole thing. So, no, I'll read the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Twas a podcast before Christmas with host four or three all in the same city. That being Calgary. To show a good time, or at least not be bored, they read out a question from the Discord. What game, it asked, has no sequel, but should? In a bubble, fantastic, but release conditions weren't good. Would it need a remake first before an attempt at a second, or could they just make a sequel now, do you reckon? Then suddenly Christmas and under the tree a mysterious package, the tag says, from Eni. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> you open it. You open it. Your dream sequel. It's a match. Then you say aloud, all right, what's the catch? No catch, Gabe responds. This is just a gift. I know that I usually try to grift, but it's the holiday season. You've nothing to fear. I can be nice at least once a year. Assured, you play the game without fright. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs> I want to say in relation to this, it may run lost in the on the Discord in the general chat. Someone uh, commissioned somebody to... Do, make a drawing of uh, Gabriel Eni. Oh God! So there, okay. there is there is an image there. I can't remember if it was pinned or not. I'm sure someone has a link to it if if other people want to see it again. But that, thank you for whoever. Uh, I'll go that, back and uh, see if I can find it and pin it because yeah, yeah. we should probably keep that okay, handy. So the, for so the something. question is, what game doesn't have a sequel but we want it to have a sequel, right? Oh yeah, uh, the answer is Asura's Wrath. Oh, yeah, you're actually right. I was going to think of something else, but Sir's <laughs> Wrath definitely deserves a sequel. Yeah. Then there's some that are just like, I love them so much, I don't want them to touch it, and it's like Ghost Trick. It's like it, it, okay. it has such a nice bow at the end of it. So Sure. Seems like, oh, in the chat, um, uh, Suku Suku commissioned Hypercole. I don't Hyper think Cole. that's to, to make Gabriel okay. Nini, So thank you, Suku Suku. But yeah, you're right. It's it's a Sir's Wrath. I you know uh, a Quiet Man sequel, but I I worry yep. you would get into territory of like Deadly Premonition two, where it's like, see, you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. This is just a bad game. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, if you'd like to send a question in uh, next week, top down perspective at gmail.com. And that's my dad, who just showed up on camera. I don't know why he would come here. Good night, Dad. <laughs> um, 
we're saying top down perspective at gmail.com is the email address at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's p.o box what's your game of the week uh oh it's david the diver of course yeah mine's oh no chances scenario I'm you can give it you this, can pick two this, i think this week yeah it would be chances scenario because i did i played that this week and the previous weeks was david the diver yeah okay fair enough all right i'm gonna throw out reminder game of the year survey go 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 do it do it do it yes absolutely well hopefully all of us will see you guys next week and have a merry christmas yeah merry christmas bye bye